Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it's Brooke McGowan here with MAGA Institute. I'm so pleased to be joined again with my buddy, Timothy Shea. How are you doing today, Timbo? I'm doing great, Brooke. You know, I have loved all of the guests we've had. I really have. We've had phenomenal guests on here. Each one has been spectacular in their own individual way. But today's guest has me super excited. I just love this guy. I'm so excited for the information he's bringing to bear. And I'm really excited for our audience that they're going to get to hear him. And, of course, I'm talking about attorney Tom Renz. That's right. We've had our friend Tom on twice before. And of course, we got to hang out with him a little bit in Tampa. And I mean, every time we talk to him, we get more motivated, more information. You guys may remember that we brought him on some time ago, weeks ago, when he first filed the lawsuit against the CDC and the DHHS based on these fictitious vaccines, what we call the jab. And he was really trying to demand them to stop the promulgation of these jabs because of the harm that they are purporting to people of all ages, but certainly to children. Indeed. And he's not just talking the talk. Tom is out there walking the walk. He's fighting the fight. And Brooke, he's moving the ball down the field. We're gaining ground on these people. The lies are being exposed. Their panic is being revealed. Here's the Greek alphabet for those who don't know it. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta. Okay, that usually should take us through the first number of variants. Okay, how come we're going from no variant to the delta variant? And now instead of the epsilon variant, we're going delta plus. And, but wait, no, the lambda variant. It, their panic is palpable. They are throwing everything they can at the wall and none of it's sticking at this point, only the truly benighted, only the people who have one IV in the left arm for CNN, the other in the right arm for MSDNC, only those people are buying the narrative. Lots of leftists are waking up. Comedian Russell Brand, Brett Weinstein, a biology professor who resigned from Evergreen State College along with his mm -hmm. wife after they stifled freedom of speech at Evergreen State. Nicole Arbor, Canadian comedian I mentioned the other day, America's top model winner, Adrian Curry. These aren't Trump supporters. These aren't mm -hmm. Republicans. These aren't people that we think of as they're in our tribe. But guess what? They are in our tribe because they're human beings. We love them as much as we love President Trump and all of our fellow Trump supporters. All we want is for them to wake up, and they are. It's a beautiful well, thing. We've been waiting. It's been a long time coming. We've been screaming this from the rooftops now forever, it seems. I think when it first started in March, by, by April of 2020, you and I were already doing the circuits of saying, this is nothing like they say it is. Remember the movie Soylent Green when they scream, Soylent Green is people. <laughs> exactly. And we, I even go been, back we've further. Been saying, we've been saying, COVID is the flu. 
<laughs> exactly. And I go back even further because when I was a kid, I was loving Twilight Zone reruns. And there was one called To Serve Man where these aliens came down and they were like eight feet tall and they were speaking to the UN and they're going to make, you know, they ended poverty, they ended war, they ended disease. And it was all in this book, To Serve Man, but they couldn't decode it. And finally they decoded it. And as the main scientist was getting up onto the spaceship to be taken off to outer space to these people's planets, he shows up at the airport. He goes, it's a cookbook. <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah, oh, to, serve, to, to serve man. It's a play on the to words serve of, of serve. I get it. And it's uh-huh. like, but that's it, you know? I mean, look. These people, we have turned our back on evidence-based medicine. We have turned our back on peer-reviewed science. Literally now, all the data and all the science are on our side, and yet still they're taking the word of eminent scientists like Rachel Madcow and Brian (laughs) Stetler and Don Lamont and all of these losers. I mean, the fact that anybody even gives Fauci a platform to speak much less listens to what he has to say, much less obeys him. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how down the rabbit hole these people are. They're just, there's going to be no waking them up. We've got over 45,000 people dead. It's more, yeah, way more. Mm -hmm. Way more. It's genocide. This is literally genocidal what is going on at this point. A friend, you know, Dan and Peggy, down in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. son yeah. was just put in the hospital, and what was he given? Remdesivir, and they were talking Gosh, about putting him on a no. vent. Like, at this point, if you are a doctor and you are using remdesivir and ventilators, you are guilty of negligent homicide if that patient dies because the if evidence he- has been out for more than a year that we've got safe, effective treatments. Well, and remdesivir, as we know very well, was the big killer of COVID. That was the biggest killer of COVID and the ventilating. Uh, we saw that with the New York hospitals. Remember Nurse Erin, who come from Florida, and she right. couldn't believe what she saw when she was on the scenes for helping out in the New York City hospitals. They made sure everybody got to events. I think one person survived when she was on all her rounds in New York City, which she didn't lose anybody down in Florida. So the, the mindset was just so incredible. And here now, let me just shift gears quickly about Cuomo. Cuomo, who, secondarily to Fauci, the most prolific serial killer, Cuomo is probably the most prolific serial killer in New York that we've ever seen with the 20,000-plus elderly deaths. Finally, the, I guess they're coming after him for sexual misconduct. Do you think this will yeah, be but finally they... the, the thing? I mean, well, I the Biden's and calling here's... for it, Pelosi, whatever. Yeah, and here's the thing. If they were serious, and I really thought she was going to prefer charges, okay? In New York State, and I call them mass murderers, not serial killers, because these people aren't killing people no, one right. at a time. They're, they're killing no, people right. thousands at a time. Yeah, in right. New York State, the way politics in New York State works is that the attorney general's office is the stepping stone to the governorship, not yeah. the lieutenant governor's slot. The lieutenant governor sure. here basically has no power. Nobody even knows who it is. The two top people in New York State in state government and the executive branch are the AG mm-hmm. and the governor. And of course, as sure. I've said before, politics in New York state has been three men in a room, the Senate president, the speaker of the assembly and the governor. And they sit mm-hmm. in the room and they decide everything for the whole state. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we had two out of those three, Dean Skelos, president of the Senate and speaker of the assembly silver in prison. 
So why wasn't yep. Cuomo in prison years ago for the corruption that puts Skelos and Silver in prison? And if they were serious about these charges, Attorney General Letitia James would have indicted the governor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess maybe they mm-hmm. thought that would be too nakedly partisan a move because then she would clearly be the front runner for the 2022 election. Right. So now that now they're going to have, you know, but come on, Anthony Weiner's calling for his resignation. Jeffrey <laughs> Tubin was on CNN last oh, night. Oh, gross. Zoom Tubin yeah. was on CNN calling for Cuomo's. And, you know, what's next? Is Bill Clinton going to come out and call for his resignation? So I think Cuomo is toast. At the very least, he's not going to be running. I have great hopes here because Lee Zeldin, congressman from Long Island, Republican, is running for governor. And I think Lee would be fantastic. I would love personally to have a real upstater, somebody from Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. The fact of the matter is in New York, we have no political clout. It's two states, just Mm -hmm. like it is in Illinois, just like it is in Michigan. Mm -hmm. But I think Lee Zeldin would be a phenomenal governor. But you know that things are bad when Zoom Tubin and Anthony Weiner are calling for your ouster. <laughs> Listen, speaking of corruption, why don't you go grab our incredible, illustrious attorney, Mr. Thomas Renz. We're going to have him join the show now. Uh, you guys may remember Mr. Renz, like we said, he sued the CDC. He sued the DHHS. He's actually just about less than a month ago, he was talking in Anaheim regarding the fact that he has found a whistleblower. A whistleblower has come to him. We're so grateful, by the way, for you whistleblowers, not only in the medical field, but also in the researching. This particular one was researching theirs. And what she found was that within three days of taking the jab, it appears that 45,000 Americans have died. And that is just hidden away somehow in the, in the way that it's researchable and it's not findable. It's not easily accessible, but that has been broken. And there's, and that's actually, that's on the conservative edge. That's on the conservative end of how many have actually died. But today, Attorney Renz has some other breaking news. We watched him on a conference earlier today with LifeSite News regarding all kinds of things he wants to break today. And I want to welcome to the program once again a friend of MAGA Institute, Attorney Thomas Renz. Hey, Brooke, how are you doing? Hey, Tom, it's so great to talk to you again. We got to see you today live, and we were enjoying that. You had some incredible things to tell us today. We want to do a little follow-up with what's already taken place, but why don't you help us with the breaking news that you found and you are talking about mostly today? Boy, I got to tell you, I'm not even sure which one to talk about. We really wanted to put some stuff together today. We wanted to really lay out some of why we're so concerned about this. If you're under 30, our analysis has shown that the vaccine is actually more likely to kill you than save you. It was pointed out to me, and this is something that's actually been there, but I just don't know that anybody's noticed it, that uh, apparently according to the clinical trial, there's a a one in a thousand chance for paralysis from the vaccine in kids, yet the FDA didn't investigate it. We do know uh, and now have confirmation that there are a number of people that are being counted as vaccinated that are dead. I don't know how many. I don't know you know, whether this is enough people to have a substantial impact on the, the overall mm-hmm. vaccination rate. But, you know, it's, this is something that's common in healthcare fraud. You know, you, you vaccinate a dead person. It's kind of like a dead voter, right? You call them a uh, vaccinated person, even though it was, and it was paid for by the government, but they're probably already dead. 
So does that uh, just mean that they're put in a wrong category? I guess I can't understand the mechanics of that. How does it? How is a vaccinated person dead? I mean, obviously, I well, know that they could have died, but what do you mean by the No, no, no. They, they were dead, and then they got vaccinated. Yeah, they literally oh. broke. They, they pump a shot into a corpse, and then they include it in the dead. But guess what they don't do, Tom? They don't report that as an adverse reaction in bears. Yeah, yeah well, they, they, <laughs> that, that helps their adverse reaction ratio because, you know, there's not too many adverse reactions in the dead people that are getting it. Those are the ones oh, that are saying it's safe and effective if you're already dead. Yeah, totally. Globally, we're seeing that, you know, you're looking at a lot of the stuff in UK and Israel showing, you know, 60, 90% failure rate on the vaccine. We're seeing, we have a bunch of whistleblowers that have came forth forward saying conservatively that, you know, we're seeing from 40% on up in any given hospital, despite the fact that they're outright lying about this. And uh, here in the United States, you know, so what we have is apparently in every country in the world uh, where the vaccines are being administered, there's a huge number of breakthrough cases and a huge number of very sick people who are having serious issues after the vaccine. But every country except for America, apparently our our people are special. I don't know if we got some sort of a genetic predisposition to not get sick from these poisons gene therapy shots or what, but, you know, I mean, that, there's that, right? And, you know, in reality, it just, this isn't hard to understand. We're just lying, right? I mean, because in our country, DHHS, you know, they're making money off of this, so they're going to lie. They've got an incentive to. We have every reason to believe that 45,000 number that we had included in the case. I mean, we believed that was low anyways. We were very conservative about it, but we have some analysis that we're working through right now that shows that that's going to be quite a bit low. I'm not ready to give a number yet, but it looks real, real bad. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're getting ready for the lawsuits because if any of our doctors are actually sanctioned for telling the truth about the vaccine or early treatment, I can't wait to sue these various state medical boards, and I can't wait to get full discovery on everything related to these vaccines and this disease and everything else. Because if you charge a doctor for that, we're going to fight you on it. We're going to get the discovery, and we're going to laugh when we shut you down. Well, Tom, uh, that's why I'm so excited about what you're doing, because you're just not out there filing frivolous lawsuits. You're not out there doing the talking head thing. You're actually in the trenches doing the work, and you're moving the ball down the field. I mean, the advantage is on our side at this point. We're in the catbird seat. It's just a matter of grinding it out, and that's what you're doing, and I couldn't be happier to know you. Well, I'm, I'm, it's an honor to do the work. How did you come to become the guy? 
how did you start on this path for people that are interested? Who's this Tom Renz? Where did he come from? Soul practitioner out of Ohio. What's going on here? I'm nobody. God. Um, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he picks his tool. I mean, I just, you know, all I know is not something I'm willing to accept on this. I'm just going to keep fighting. And uh, so that's what we're doing. And we're going to continue doing that. There's literally, we're just not stopping. I yeah. spend every waking minute studying every aspect of this. So, you know, I don't know, I guess hard work and God's backing. Yeah. Well, you are a blessing to the nation for sure. Hey, I got a couple of questions for you, though. So we know COVID has been promulgated on lies, and we saw Canadian Patrick King helped break that narrative in Canada, basically because he was demanding an isolated specimen in his court cases, and they just folded. Do we have hope in that same type of request? Well, I mean... So there's some some interesting strategy on a similar type approach that we're using. It's not the exact same thing, but but let me just say that the short answer is yes without giving away, because there's a couple under the radar uh, cases that I'm involved with, and I, they're they're under the radar for a reason. Um, but yeah, you know, so it doesn't have to be the biggest case in the world to be meaningful, and uh, some of the cases. In fact, I would say probably uh, one, of, probably the one of the top two or three most important cases that I'm involved with is a case that literally no one's ever heard of, and I'm I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want anybody to hear of it. I don't need them yeah. focusing their resources on it. They're screwing this case up massively, and I'm grateful. It's just like they're doing. The bad guys, you know, they keep saying, "Look over here, look over here," and meanwhile they're destroying our rights and burning the Constitution with all their hands. Well, we do the same, you know, listen, go ahead, fight us here. But guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to come and, you know, wipe out your foundation over there. It's really, it's a chess game. And one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand, there's a lot better attorneys than me in the world. I mean, I'm just a regular guy. There's, you know, some really brilliant people out there and guys who've done some amazing things. But one of the things that, that I see that some of the best attorneys in the country just keep failing at epically and I mean on a massive level, is they're just so narrowly focused that they're missing out on the big picture. You know, we had a, there's a bad ruling going on with the case, and this, and I'm not going to talk about the case or who it is or anything, but, you know, this guy's like, ah, what's the difference? You know, it, it, you know, we'll just, we'll just take that ruling. We'll go back and we'll, to the trial court and we'll deal with this and we'll deal with that. Well, here's what's wrong. You're looking at, at it as a normal lawyer would look at this all the time, as in, this is my case, this is all that matters. Well, guess what? This is lawfare, not law. They're, they're, having, yeah. they're fighting us lawfare, right? They're fighting us on a large scale with everybody, right? If we fight it using these traditional tactics, we've lost. This guy's case is going to have an impact on other cases. And if he doesn't mm-hmm. look at it in context of that, He's going to destroy these other cases. He's going to cause problems. And this is something that we've seen, right? I, you know, I had a case early on that it looked like it was going to go south uh, because of some stuff, and I, I pulled it. I pulled it. It's the closest mm-hmm. thing we've had to a loss so far. We haven't lost anything, really. I don't count motions. Motions don't matter, typically, typically, unless you're getting a real bad ruling on a motion. 
that's going to have, you know, some sort of a substantive impact. But, you know, minor rulings on, on procedural issues isn't a big deal. But when you start getting substantive rulings that are going to cause problems or fundamental aspects of the law on this, that's a problem. And it's because people have got to look at this in the bigger picture. Your case is not the only case in this country. And that's why I have been strongly trying to get as many people to work together as possible on this. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the cause. And we've got to look at the way these cases interact with each other. You know, how is this case going to affect that? How is that case going to affect this? That's the only way we do this. Because you got to figure, you have a very coordinated attack from Big Pharma, from, you know, these billionaires. These guys have lawyers all over the universe. And if you don't think they're looking at it this way, that way, you're, you're missing out. You're absolutely correct. This mm. is complex litigation. This is much like back 25 years ago, the tobacco cases that were a group of high-powered law firms that sued the tobacco companies on behalf of states for injuries caused by cigarettes to their citizens. Well, we can't have that here because they have immunity from any lawsuit, right? That's part of, that was part of the deal back in the 80s. The fact that we're exempting people that are out there not just injuring, not just making cripples, but actually killing tens of thousands of people. This is literally genocidal what's going on right now. And you're correct. We have to approach it from a global complex litigation strategy, get all the lawyers working together. You're very humble, Tom. We love that about you. But I've read your pleadings, sir, and your pleadings will stand up to some of the best pleadings I've ever read. You're doing well, phenomenal work. We're trying very hard. I'll tell you that. Um, like I said, I, there there are better lawyers. I'm okay with that. I don't mind admitting that. But, you know, there's an important role for humility here. You don't have to be the best lawyer, but, you need, you know, you can't do this by yourself. Uh, this is too big. There's too much. You know, I'll work with anybody that will work with me. As long as we're moving the ball down the field, I don't care. You know, I mean, we just got to we got to do what's right by our nation. We got to do our, what's right by our, our, our kids, our families, by God. That is the key here. Tom, so much has happened since we've spoken last. One of those things is we hear now or we had for the last couple of weeks how this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated we actually have a team member on MAGA Institute who went to the ER with her mother and saw that many of the people there were sick with COVID and also vaccinated. And then she, what she witnessed was somebody that she thought was a hospital executive trying to keep the level of noise down so that that didn't really get out to the general public in the waiting room. I see that you've had a whistleblower, too, talk about that inside the hospitals, 40 to 100 percent in the ICUs are actually COVID treatment for the vaccinated. So clearly breakthrough cases are occurring and it, this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And, and we see my governor, we see the governor and Lieutenant governor of Hawaii demanding people to demand their friends and family to go get the vaccine, just one more push. And then just yesterday, I think Biden said, you can give this to your pet, another type of push to get you to go out and get the stinking vaccine. We know they're lying to us. And they're going to continue lying to us. We've got to break their backs somehow. And that's why we're so grateful for what you're pushing and how you're working on our behalf and in our stead. Yeah, well, I mean, they're lying to us. There's no question about that. I mean, the lies are so deep. And I'm going to be honest with you. This, this 
this stuff is uber complicated. I mean, it really is. You know, taking when when you first look at how does PCR testing work, well, guess what? That's complicated. When you first look at pathology, you look at epidemiology, you look at these different things, and there's a reason people spend so much time learning this. It's complicated. So, you know, one of the things that's really I and I'm going to give you I'm going to do something that's going to make you guys cringe. I know this. I'm going to give Biden the same thing I'm giving Trump. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on one thing. I don't for a second believe that Joe Biden understands this any better than Donald Trump did. I don't there is no way that man has spent the time to understand this and given, you know, what we've seen about him getting confused here and there. I don't know if he could. This is a very complex issue. And the lies that started out with what they were telling the Donald to get him to go along with this whole Operation Warp Speed nightmare and this whole safe and effective garbage. I mean, these are people who are brilliant liars. They have they lied very successfully and they lie like you and I breathe. It's just natural for them. They were able to convince the Donald and now they're able to convince the Biden. And, you know, whether it's willful blindness or whatever, the real problem here is that basically the administrative agencies in this country are nothing but unelected bureaucrats. When Trump talked about the swamp, it's the bureaucracy of Washington. These people are unelected. They're unaccountable. You can't even fire them because they have a property interest in their job. The problem is there. The Department of Health and Human Services is now the most uh, well-funded and powerful department in the cabinet. These people are trying to take over our country, and they're doing it very effectively, and they're doing it through uh, fear tactics and, and really through the just outright abdication of any sort of responsibility by our elected officials who are too darn cowardly to take a stand on anything. Yeah, the the battle cry for for the elected official in Washington is well the, the expert told me they don't even read the legislation that they're passing now. Are you going to tell me that someone's read this? What is it, twenty seven hundred page infrastructure bill? No one reads this. It's put together by special interests. No one knows what it is. You have to pass it to read it. It's absurd. It is absolutely absurd. And I got to tell you that. I, I today said very clearly and very publicly, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, any governor in this country, every, any state AG in this country, if you are willing, I will bring the doctors. I'll find a way to fund it. I will bring the experts. We will come. And you know what? I'll put my guys up against your public health officials any day. We'll take our science. We'll, we'll take your science. We'll put them in front of you. We'll put it in plain language. And you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll see who's standing when it's all over because we have facts on our side, real facts, not lies. We can tell you why everything that they're saying is a lie. The other side doesn't have that. Take me up on my challenge. Take me up on my challenge I issued today. Give us the raw data. Let me have it, let me have it analyzed. That's all I need. I if wish I'm they wrong, would, but you know away. they won't. Yeah, you know they well, won't because they won't you offer you even any legitimacy, Tom. Oh, but doctors. you know what? But you know what? I'm just going to keep going to the public with it. We're just going to keep fighting them. And you know what? The public is not as stupid as they think. We, the people, 
are stronger and smarter than they will ever give us credit for. And I don't care what, what anybody says, these manipulations and lies that they're pushing, they're not going to work. We're going to win this. Hopefully, everybody watches what we did today and shares it everywhere. Everybody needs to see what we did today. Everybody. So please share it everywhere. That's we right. And he's talking about what's on LifeSiteNews.com. LifeSiteNews. And we'll share it as well. And we want everyone else to be able to see it for sure. Sorry, Timbo. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Right, we'll put a link in the write-up for this podcast to the presentation that Tom is talking about. And Tom, it actually doesn't surprise us that you would say that about President Biden, because I don't think he understands either. In fact, the two... Most burning questions I still have. Who were the two people that were in the Oval Office with Donald Trump minutes before he gave his first presidential address from behind the Resolute Desk? And what did they tell him? Because that was not the President Trump that we knew speaking to us that night. He was wooden. He was stiff. He was in a state of shock. He acted like he'd just been told the world was going to end. We have an FBI informant that puts two people in the Oval five minutes before that address, and I want to know who they are and what they told the president, because I think it led him down the wrong path. You and I have both been calling, and Brooke and everybody has been calling for him to wake up and repudiate this horrible gene therapy injection program. He did a phenomenal job logistically, best government success since the Manhattan Project, to get it rolled out quickly, but he was lied to about what they were doing. He was lied to about what the impact was going to be. We've seen it. It's mass carnage. These people are mass murderers, and they need to be stopped. And by the grace of God, using people like you, these tools, we will stop them. I'm old enough to remember where we used to pray at the end of Mass for the conversion of souls in Russia. And we also said the prayer of St. Michael, the archangel, at the end of every Mass. And you'll know you're in a good parish if your parish practice is still to say this prayer at the end of Mass. But, Tom, could we pray for you, sir? Oh, please. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Dear God, please protect Tom and the attorneys working with him, the doctors they're working for, and the people who love you and serve you. Amen. Amen. I love the St. Michael prayer. <laughs> I, I certainly uh, I certainly make use of that. And I'll tell you, I just so happened, I had to leave the parish that I was at because the priest was a, well, he was a piece of garbage. I don't know how to say it. I moved to another parish. And uh, I absolutely love my priest. He is a true man of God. And uh, we do say it at the end of every Mass, the St. Michael prayer. 
I think it's a very important prayer and a meaningful prayer right now, given the evil that we're fighting. So, And people yeah. should know it's not a Roman Catholic prayer. It's a prayer applicable to every Christian in the world. St. Michael well, but, is described in the Bible, and it's a prayer everyone should be saying. Well, but you know what? So, uh, yeah, if we peel away the laws that man has, uh, men have created, you know, the churches all tend to have one thing in common. They all go down the road of the Pharisees. They make up a bunch of rules created by man, not God. Um, I've read that, that big, thick Bible book a few times. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I don't see anything that tells me I have to do a lot of the things that are, that are uh, church tradition. Now, I am Catholic. Don't judge me. It's not my pope. But the thing is, is that uh, God's pretty straightforward with us, right? I mean, that, that book is the best instruction manual for life anyone could ever get. And the core principles that we got to live by, if we believe in that book at, the, at this point, are first, put no God before yours. And second, do unto others. Treat others like you want to be treated. If we, if we stick with those two, we're doing pretty good, and they're not tremendously complicated. They don't involve a whole lot of, uh, you know, painful traditions that nobody wants to deal with. They're just a pretty straightforward thing. Now, I love my faith, but uh, let's be realistic. There's an awful lot of man law in my Roman Catholic faith and an awful lot of things that really are in no way, shape, or form actually God law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I'm proud of my faith. I believe in the core of my faith, but my church has made a lot of mistakes over the years. Child pedophiles, anyone? Yeah, uh, it's not easy being a Catholic these days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, so, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, someone told me there was a philosopher, and I love this, I love this, said that he compared the church to the moon, right? So, the moon, you can see the moon, it's bright, you, you know, you see it up there, but the, the moon is bright not because it creates light, it's because it reflects light. Mm. And, uh, you know, God's the light, right? So God's the sun, God's the light, he makes the light. He create, The light is only from God, but the moon reflects it. The church is, you know, a reflection of it, but, but a reflection isn't always perfect. You know, at this point, I would say that the reflection is something like a funny house mirror. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's a reflection. So the light isn't always a perfect reflection of God. And I don't think it's anywhere near that in our case. But, you know, that's the church. So I I think that it's a good thing that we have the church. I love the, you know, I love the mm-hmm. faith. But I, I do recognize there's some serious issues with it. Tom, if I could ask you a real quick question. Legally, earlier today, actually, you spoke about religious exemptions for these employees that are trying to keep their jobs, whether they're being mandated by a hospital or a university or whatever, that they're being told that they have to take the jab. We have a Catholic hospital circling back to religion, Catholic hospital, even in Oklahoma City called Mercy Hospital, which I've gone to my whole life. My Every family member that's ever been ill in my circle, my close circle, has gone to Mercy. We spent a lot of time and a lot of money at Mercy Hospital. This hospital is now telling those nurses and doctors and staff, anybody, anybody that is on staff has to get the vaccine. Basically, they're saying, well, you know, we're not forcing you to do anything. You can go get another job. But this is happening across the board with these hospitals. 
So I'm just kind of wondering, is there anything legally that really these nurses, can they do something to keep their job or do they, or is this just going to be a potential blow up against allopathic control and maybe start the whole drive for alternative clinics everywhere? So, I mean, I think there's some very, very strong, very, very strong legal arguments to be made that you can't make hospital workers get to jail. Um, and there are arguments. I'm working on some with some people for some cases right now, and they're not arguments that have been made before. It's a different approach, and it's, I think it's something that's been overlooked. And I'm not going to telegraph it. I'm going to surprise people with it because yeah. uh, it's kind of my own little secret plan here that I'm, I'm excited for. There are there are things that we can do, and we are going to fight it. But the Mercy system. Let's be real honest here. I know that they're called a Catholic system. But the Mercy system is one of the biggest healthcare systems in the universe, and uh, they are as corrupt as can be on this COVID issue. And yeah, this is just this is a money power thing. So please don't mistake the Catholic roots of the Mercy system for any sort of adherence to the to the actual faith, because this is not adherence to the faith. I mean, you know, I got priests telling me. Uh, how important it is, you know, to follow our faith and this, and that, and the other. And they're the same people that wouldn't go anoint the sick during COVID and that didn't want to uh, pass out communion during COVID. I mean, okay, right. so do you believe that these things are miracles or not? Do you believe that right. that, the, that uh, communion is actually a, a divine representation of God on earth and a communion with God, or do you not? And if it is, are you telling me it's going to kill everybody? I mean, where's your faith? With faith the size of a grain of mustard? I mean, you know, where is your faith in this? These are people who are talking out their rear. They're not living what they're preaching. You know what? I tell you what, I'm happy to in my church or anywhere else. You want me to be the guy that finishes off the the uh, the wine at the bottom? Whatever. I'm happy to do it. It's the blood of Christ. I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, well, and I don't so, mean to pick on Catholics because it's happening in the Methodist system, Presbyterian, the I Baptist, I know the Baylor, everything is coming down to I you know. must get the jab. Can you give nurses some kind of hope? Uh, yeah, I think that there's hope, but I think there's two things that got to happen. One is I'm working as fast as I can on this case. And two, I need you guys to do this. So Make Americans Free Again is just rolling out a project to, to start uniting the nurses. The unions have sold everybody out. They don't represent people. They represent their own interests and their own political interests. But we have to pull people together. Now, if your union is not representing you properly on this, then you need to start pulling people together. Get your people organized in their hospital. Get as many doctors, nurses, healthcare workers as you can. Get them together. If you need help, go to Make Americans Free again. They'll help you organize. But get it organized. It's got to be organized. I can't stress that enough. If one of you fights this, you're going to be in serious trouble. If a thousand of you fight it, it's a different animal. So okay. I need people to get organized and band together. Ultimately, we the people are the strongest legal legal opportunity or legal anything that we have. You know what we the people insist upon is really the the core of everything. So I want to encourage that. I want to encourage that we we get this together and handle it properly. 
And I want to encourage that, uh, you know, once that's done, I work with MAFA. I work with Make Americans Free Again. So, I mean, you know, as there becomes enough people in a given hospital or hospital system to have an impact, we'll look and see what we can do with it. And there are things that we can do. I've got a number of ideas. But okay. it's really, we need the healthcare workers of this country to unite and say no. Anybody that's done their homework on this knows what's going on. And isn't it ironic how many healthcare workers want to fight against something that's totally safe and effective? Yeah. Great. We will put a link to MASA in the body as well. In fact, Brooke, let's do an article on the podcast, not this podcast, but the video presentation that Tom is referring to earlier. And we'll also sure. do a separate article urging healthcare workers to organize with the help of MAFA. Tom, thank you so much for your time. We know how busy you are. We would never want you to tip your hand, but please, when you do have information that you can share with us that won't hurt you strategically, please always feel free to come back and share it with us. We'd love to have you on anytime. Oh, man, I love you guys. You are great people. Listen, for anybody's listening, these are good people, right? Like, I'm on this show. I like this show. Like, these are just plain. Uh, Tim and Brooke are awesome. So, Aww. and I've had the privilege of shaking their hands and seeing them in person. And I just, I like these guys. So, Aww. listen to this show. They're out here fighting. You know, they're they're dealing with the pressure. They're dealing with the bands and, you know, who's going to throw them off of this platform. Yeah, platform. we're both in Facebook jail as we speak. Hey, I've got <laughs> another week and Brooke's got another three weeks. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Get people on. I'm I'm moving to CloudHub. I don't do Facebook yes. anymore. Yeah, people channel on Cloud 179. Hub. Channel 179 awesome. is our channel. Well, hey, mm-hmm. get. I don't know how to get. Tell CJ, get me hooked up with you guys. You guys get hooked yeah. up with me. We got to get people on CloudHub, uh, or you know, I mean, we can't keep pushing 100% garbage like Facebook and expecting yep. this to be okay. I mean, we got to we got to get Amen. people going on that. So support Amen. the people that are supporting you, and if they're not supporting you. Hey, the cancel culture works. It needs to be used against the left. Amen. Tom, you bless us once again, and we'll let you go now because we know your time is precious. Um, we can't wait to talk to you again and follow up with what you're doing, and God bless you. It's an honor to pray for you, and we will continue to do that daily. You guys have a great day. Thank you. God bless, and I'll talk with you soon. You too, Tom. Thank Take you, care. Sir. Man, what a stand-up guy. He's super. And really, folks, he is being extremely (laughs) humble. I'm telling you, I've read a lot of pleadings in my life. And the work that Tom is doing is not just the cause of right, but he is doing exceptional work. These are very closely reasoned complaints and briefs that he's filing. The motions he's filing are very well reasoned and strongly supported with actual data, peer-reviewed science. You know, like I said, we've gotten away from evidence-based, not gotten away from, we've repudiated evidence-based medicine. We've Mm -hmm. repudiated and rejected evidence-based medicine and peer-reviewed science over the last year and a half. And Mm -hmm. it's, they're not going to win this, this, you know, (laughs) I was at my brother's last weekend and David Muir is a Syracuse native, the host of ABC Evening News, and he started here in Syracuse, and he was the news guy here. And then when I moved to Boston, he, he was the news guy in Boston. Now he's national. He just bought a big multi-million dollar 
estate on Scanny Atlas Lake, which is one of the most beautiful lakes in the world. And my brother lives in the village there, and he's run into David a couple times. And he said, if you met David Muir, we were at the antique boat show down at the waterfront. And he said, you know, if you, if you met David Muir here, because he knows what my feelings are, said, you know, what would you ask him or what would you say to him? And I said, oh, give me just a minute. And I pulled up the little clip from Elf. <laughs> and that cracks me up every time I just even think about it. Where Will Ferrell leans in and whispers, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> my brother, my brother cracks up, but that's, you know, that's where my mind goes, right? It's like, these people have no idea what they're saying. They have no idea no. the damage that they're doing, not only to people's physical lives, but to their mental well-being by spewing these lies and they're doing it for profit and it's shameful. And if they don't know better, they should. You know, you say doing it for profit reminds me of what I found this week and shared with you guys on our work thread. The Tennessee General Assembly, maybe it's called the state legislature in Tennessee, I don't recall, but that all of them were on the Pfizer payroll. And it was maybe $500, $1,000, but it was like every other week there was another $500, $1,000 to the representatives, both parties in the state legislature of Tennessee. Now, North Carolina legislature salary is about $14,000. I can't imagine Tennessee's is too much more. Oklahoma's is higher. It's about 40. Hawaii's is about 70. Thereabouts. But if they're making $14,000 a year to be a state rep and they get weekly or maybe bi-weekly or bi-monthly even $1,000 Pfizer donations, they're sitting pretty pretty just based on their donations from Pfizer. And it's shocking, Timothy. I think we need to maybe spend a few days and really dig into the FEC filings and the ethics filings in these state legislatures to see who is on the take with this big pharma. And that may tell us why some of those state houses are ruling the way they are. Some of those state secretary of health, some of those particular even red state governors are ruling like they are. Follow the money, as we've always said at MAGA Institute. Absolutely. And just so people understand, these are donations to their political campaigns, not personally going into their own pocket. But we know that the whole point of being in office is to get yourself reelected. That's the number one drive. Serving the people comes distant behind, number one, getting yourself reelected. Number two, doing what the special interests want you to do. Number three, doing what your party leaders want you to do. You know, we the people come ninth or tenth in their priority list. So if even if, if at all. So even if you're only, I think Texas, they make $1,700 a year. If I, I was amazed at it and how little they make in a lot of these states. And it's by design. But what these people do is they will build up their campaign coffers so they can run for a bigger office that is higher paying and has more power. And then they'll be able to attract greater donations to get a higher office. They're working their way up the ladder from the state house. And it might not seem like much. You see a 500 or or $1,000 donation, but what you have to realize, as Brooke said, these are weekly or monthly. That's the way that big money works to buy politicians is they don't give them, let's say the maximum uh, for a year is $5,000. They don't give them $5,000 once a year. They'll give them $500 once a month. And that way, if they're not a good boy, they don't get their $500. 
Yeah, they pull and it. That exactly. it's how it, it's the leash that these companies keep these legislators on, and people don't realize that because they see it and they think, oh, it's, you know, it's five hundred or thousand dollars. What's the big deal? Well, big the big deal, deal right? is that it's a leash. Exactly. Yeah. And they don't make a lot of money, like you said. They're looking for higher office. Sometimes they're looking for just a better job, like a lobbyist. Many of them right. go from state house right to lobbying the state house. So yeah, or nationally. Yeah. This is it's it's. It's the deep state. It's the swamp from every legislature across the country all the way to D.C. And as Tom said, it's not just the elected politicians. The real swamp is in the bureaucracy. I know several people that work for the federal government in D.C., and I've got to tell you, the arrogance that they have about their role. They, I have had people belittle the president to me. Yeah. He doesn't run the country. We do. I actually right. oh, had sure. somebody in the bureaucracy say that to me. The arrogance yeah. that these people have, and as Tom said, they have a property interest in their job. And what that means is that they have an ownership right. Having a property interest means you can't take it away from me without me suing you and being compensated for you trying to steal my property. Okay, Who has a property yeah. interest in their job? Only uh, federal, federal bureaucracy employee employees because of a case. Yeah. So it it is entrenched. It is deep. That's why President Trump wanted to atomize it and put the Department of Agriculture in Kansas and the Department of Your Interior in Montana and and spread this around the country because that was it would brilliant. Have this, it was brilliant because it has the salutary effect of getting most of the people to resign because they're so cozy in their D.C. bubble inside the Beltway that there's mm -hmm. no way they would ever go live in Montana or Kansas or Nebraska or any of the, mm -mm. the states that they derisively refer to as flyover country. Right. The, Loudoun County, the richest county in the United States, is right outside of D.C. Well, you know, you know your country is in trouble when six of the top ten wealthiest counties. Now, you think of where wealth is concentrated in America, right? You think of New York. You think of Boston, Silicon you think of Valley. Chicago, you think of Los Angeles, you think of San Francisco, you think of Seattle. No. Six of the top ten wealthiest counties in the country are the six counties that immediately surround Washington, D.C. And that right there is the number one problem in America. You know, you talk about bureaucracy and terrible, terrible people within it deeply entrenched. Every once in a while, somebody good actually lasts there for whatever reason, maybe they just wanted their pension. But Sean and I, you've probably heard me mention this to you before, and I've talked about it on the show. Sean and I were at a bar. We were at a restaurant, but at the bar part of the restaurant waiting on our seats. And this gentleman sitting next to us, elderly man, probably 80, maybe 75, I don't know, at Myrtle. And he said he worked for the CDC for 40 years. He's not taking a jab. Don't you dare believe anything you hear out of the CDC, is what he told us. So every once in a while, somebody breaks through. <laughs> somebody does break through. Actually, there's a lot more than they would want you to believe, just like there are a lot more of us than they – they want you to think that we're in a 10% minority, that there were some wacky oh, yeah. fringe group. We're not. We're 60% of the country and growing because, as I said, oh, people yeah. that aren't aligned with us politically are starting to wake up to the fact that the government is all lying. There are only yeah. probably 5 or 10% of the country that truly believe any of this – you know, the, the CRT racism, the Antifa fascism, any of these lies, only about 5 or 10% of the country really, truly believe that stuff. Uh, well, so we are. 
you mentioned some leftist celebrities. Well, I just remembered the other day I saw Bill Maher and Michael Rappaport, and I'm talking vile-mouthed people are asking the right questions and saying exactly. what Well, you know, Bill Maher is an interesting cat to me because I do disagree with him politically on a lot, just like with Brett Weinstein, right? I disagree Mm -hmm. with Brett a lot, but he's being honest with this issue. Bobby Kennedy Jr., disagree with him politically on a lot. He's being honest about this issue. And what we need to do is embrace our brothers and sisters on the left who are awake, who are asking the right questions, who are holding people accountable. We need to stop this us versus them mentality and start seeing us as Americans first and as human beings first. Because as Tom said, you know, everybody else in the world is waking up, but in this country we're still being governed by lies. We need globally to embrace the people that are with us, regardless of their political affiliation or beliefs. And like I said, you know, we used to pray for the conversion of souls in Russia. We need to pray for the people that are under the demonic spell of CDC and ABC and MSNBC and all of these, you know, it's hard not to call it a satanic cabal, right? But they're lying. Their entire raison d'etre is to push lies. Their entire profit comes from pushing lies. We need to pray for the people that are still buying their lies. Even pray for the conversion of their souls because the people leading this cabal are pure evil. And it's incumbent upon, you know, Jesus told us to pray for our enemies. And so we need to pray for them too. Amen. The demons are in a frenzy. You can see that when you see the ads. We saw a Converse ad recently that looks extremely satanic. Converse are on our children's feet. We've got to stand in the gap against this satanic takeover of our country, of the whole world. We know that it's coming down to this. And I'm just grateful for you that you have a personal relationship with Christ and you spur me on. Iron sharpens iron. Tom Renz, also iron sharpening iron. What a blessing to be able to speak with him today. And guys at MAGA Institute, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please do so. Over at, We're at Apple. We're at Podbean. I think a couple more I can't think of at the moment. iHeartRadio, Spreaker. <laughs> iHeartRadio, Spreaker. You can find yeah. us. You can find us, MAGA Institute. We're, we're all over. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your emails. We are going to keep collecting those questions for Dr. Brian Artis. We'll have him back on the show. Please send us your questions. Even if they're personal, we won't include your name. But you've got some health questions. We're going through this health journey together to, to get healthy, to fight back. So send us those questions at realmagainstitute at gmail.com. We will ask them of Dr. Artis probably in the next few days. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate your, your well, your just support. You're, you're following us. You're appreciative of what we're doing. You send us suggestions. You tell us what you think of us, and we love you for it. And we just can't wait to be able to see you again somewhere, some way down the road. Absolutely. And, Brooke, i, I got to tell you again how invigorating and rewarding it is for me to have you as a shield maiden fighting by my side. It's really been, it's a lot of fun what we're doing. It's not without cost, both personally, personally, politically, and financially, what we're doing. Uh, But it's incredibly rewarding, incredibly gratifying, and I wouldn't be doing anything else. All right. And that goes for our whole team. 
by the way. Our, our whole team. Not our just whole me and team. you. No, no. <laughs> MAGA Institute is not just the Brook and Timbo show. We've got a lot of people that are, are working behind the scenes that want to stay behind yeah. the scenes. And we've got all of you, our beloved tribe. Okay, until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.